again, I'm excited that you're all here this morning. I am so happy for all the mothers that have come out today and, and uh, all the joy that that brings. I know you probably got some things planned with, with your families today or with your kids maybe. Um, and it's always exciting. But I do believe that God always wants us to put Him first. Amen? Amen. How we've got a new sound person in training back there. Hi, Iverson. How you doing, buddy? Um, this morning, we're going to be in, in Matthew chapter 20 for our text. And as you're, as you're beginning to look over there before we go, I, one of the things in, in the title of my message, uh, the mo- mothers always want the best for their children, or something like that. Um, uh, and and I, I have to think about it for a minute. I don't have to really think very hard, but you, as you think about it, you realize that as a mother... Even when you have to discipline your children, you discipline them because you want the best for them. Now, you children that are in here, uh, or you young people that may still have parents that discipline you, maybe it doesn't seem like it. But I guarantee you, I know a mother's heart. And a mother's heart is, I want the best for my kids. I want them to do their very best. I want them to put 100% in, and I want them to get 100% out, right? And so the text we have this morning is a little different, but let's hold our Bibles up. I'm going to wait for for her to get there. You ready? This is God's Word for me today. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 20. Verse 20 and 21, it's a very interesting passage. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came up to him, to Jesus, talking about, came up to Jesus with her sons, and kneeling before him, she asked him for something. And he said to her, what do you want? She said to him, say that these two sons of mine are to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left in your kingdom. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that we can allow the word of God to transform us and change us. God, this morning as we talk about mothers and talk to mothers, help us to understand a mother's love and a mother's heart. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. So as as you think about that passage, you might think maybe that's a little different for Mother's Day. But but as I thought about it over and over, as I begin to think about it, it's exactly the mother's heart. Because you see here, <coughs> the James and John, the sons of Zebedee, the, the, the guys in question here, um, their mother realized that Jesus was someone special and that Jesus had a future kingdom coming. She might not have understood it fully at the point, but she knew that to sit on the right hand and on the left hand of the king was a good place to be. And she she must have got to thinking, what do I want for my boys in the future? I want the very best thing they can have. And the very best thing for them is to sit right beside Jesus, one on the right and one on the left. And not only did she think that, 
Not only did she consider that, not only did she desire that, she had the nerve to go up to Jesus and ask him for it. What a mother. A mother that loved her boys so much. And these weren't just sweet, nice little boys. Sons of thunder. These boys were probably rambunctious. We don't have any of those in this church, but if we did, they'd be like my grand... No, not like them. No, no. We don't have any. But you know what? We love the kids around here. It's okay that they got a little life in them, right? Amen. But, but James and John had, had, had grown up fishermen, and, and, and they weren't maybe the cleanest cut, nicest guys you'd ever want to meet, but their mother knew that they... She wanted to ask of Jesus that they sit on his right hand and his left hand. So a little boy was talking with the girl next door. I wonder what my mom would like for Mother's Day. The girl answered, well, you could promise to keep your room clean and orderly. You could go to bed as soon as you're told. You could brush your teeth before bed and you could quit fighting with your little sister, especially at the dinner table. The boy looked at her, puzzled, and said, no, I mean something practical or something possible, maybe. Um, you see, we, we recognize in mothers, and, 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 and in every mother I've ever met, their deep, deep desire for their children just to have the best, to do the best, to be the best, to, to succeed in everything that they do. And so we see that she came before Jesus, and she kneeled humbly, and she said, I've got a favor to ask you. She humbled herself to the point where, you know, a lot of times we find that hard to do. So one thing about a mother that I see from this is I, she, she probably believed in her heart that out of all of his disciples, these were the two best. <laughs> I know, Jesus, you picked some pretty good guys here to be your disciples, but let me just tell you, James and John, they're the best. Has any other mother in here ever felt that about their kids? If you put them up in front with a hundred other kids, you're going to say, oh, yeah, that one's the best. That's Johnny. That's my boy. He's the best. You see, in a mother's heart, their kid is, and that's okay. You ought to think your kids are the best. You ought to think, man, they're, they're my pride and joy, even, you know, when they're not perfect. They're my pride and joy. Mothers believe that their kids are the best. They see in them a lot of times above and beyond what the world sees, you know. They see deeper because they know their kids, they know their hearts, and they know deep inside of them, even though, even though it may not come forth, even though it may not shine that way at the moment, they know there's something in there that's going to eventually come out. And the mother can see that when maybe nobody else can. A mother can sense that when maybe nobody else can. And that's the unique thing about moms is they just have this sense that sometimes us nothead dads don't have, right? You women, come on, you can be honest. Sometimes it's you that get that clue first. And you try to tell us guys and we're like, what are you talking about? You're usually right. Let's say you're always right, but I don't want your heads to get too big. I want you to be able to get out of here this morning. You're usually right. Kids need their mothers for that kind of support. Kids need their mothers to see when they maybe have not excelled that 
that's not the end, and that's not the final chapter. That's not the period at the end of the sentence. There's a comma there because they know that kid can, can come and excel there. I can remember, Josh isn't in here this morning, but I can remember that phone call we got and Josh was struggling in college, and his mom said, listen, you got a choice to make. You're either going to come out, come out home and go to work in the factory, <laughs> or you're going to finish college and get your degree. He says, Mom, I'm going to do it. Mom said the right words. Why? Not, because she didn't see the failure. What she saw was behind the failure, there was, a, there was something more. And so in that, you know, he, he, he completed that. And that's the, the thing about a mother. They see things that, that the general population isn't going to see about their children. And that's good. That's, that helps kids to, to succeed because it's, we're not, they're not going to give up on their child just because of that one or that situation that has come up. But what they see is so much bigger and so much more powerful than that. Moms always believe their kids are going to succeed. And not only do they believe it, they put their heart into it. They put their effort into it. They put the push behind it. They're willing, they're willing to stand in front of the lion. They're willing to stand in front of the, the bear for their, little, for their child because they know they're worth it. Another thing that we can see in this story, and I, I really think this is, this is the most important part, is good moms always want their children to go to heaven. Good moms always see beyond what their child can be here, which is important, but they also see that there's something more important than here. And I think about, I think about the moms that I've known, and, and my mom, my grandma, but I, I think of all the other moms that I've come in contact with in, in, in the years I've been in church, and what was their heart? What did they talk to you about? They wanted to talk to you about praying for their kids. There were lots of other things to talk about, and there were lots of other things, but their kids were the most important. They wanted their kids to go to heaven. They wanted their kids to know Jesus. They wanted their kids to have a relationship. And they would put their effort and their time and, their, and all they did to try to teach and train their kids what it meant to find Jesus. And I think about that and I see that in this mother here where she knew the safest place for them to be was with Jesus on his right hand and on his left. More than anything else that they could do in life, more than anything else that could happen, the most important thing was that they were with Jesus. That they were in His presence. That they knew Him intimately because to sit on His right hand and on His left hand would be to mean that He knew them. That they were part of what He was doing. That they were important to Him. And mothers, do you want anything more than for your kids to want to be a part of what Jesus is? and want to be in His presence, and want to live out their, their lives in His hand. You see, no matter what else we can teach our kids, the best thing a mother can teach 
her children is to love Jesus. She can't force them. She can't make them. But the best thing she could do is teach them and show them and lead them down that path. Because one of these days, all that we see, all this stuff is going to be gone. Their jobs, they're going to be gone. Their, their houses, they're going to be gone. Their cars are going to be gone. The Bible tells us that the only thing that will last, the only thing that will still be here when it's all over is what we have done for Christ. Everything else is going to be gone. And so, not that we shouldn't encourage our kids to go to college and get a good job and to raise a family, and, 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 but those are important things, but the most important thing that we can lead our kids to is to Jesus. Because in the end, all that's going to be gone. You see, we, we plan for retirement. We should. I, I do. I, long, I look forward to retirement. I, I try it with, you know, you try to plan for it someday. But if I put all my effort and all my time and all my finances and all that in, into my retirement and I die before I get there, what have I gained? <laughs> Nothing. But if I, if I listen to God and I plan and I, and, I, and I do what He asked me to do with my life and I plan for retirement, but I more importantly plan for eternal life. Because <laughs> retirement's only going to last so long. Eternal life is just what it says. It's eternal. And I want, you know, I, I want, I want to, to know and, and I know every mother in this place this morning wants to know that their kid, they've done all they can to lead their children down that path of saying, I want Jesus more than I want anything else. More than I want to be comfortable in retirement. More than I want to be able to do this and be able to do that. I want to know that I am on the right page with Jesus. That him and I have a good relationship. That I'm doing what he's asking me to do. At the time of his passing, Henry J. Heinz, of Heinz 57, was one of the wealthiest men in the country. When his will was read, it was found to contain the following words. Looking forward to the time when my earthly career will end, I desire to set forth at the very beginning of this will, as the most important item in it, a confession of my faith in Jesus Christ as my Savior. I also desire to bear witness to the fact that throughout my life in which in which there were unusual joys and sorrows, I have been wonderfully sustained by my faith in God through Jesus Christ. This legacy was left to me by my consecrated mother, a woman of strong faith, and I attribute, and to it I attribute any success I have attained. Recognizing that a godly mother set the tone and set the stage for everything that would come in life. Mothers, I encourage you this morning, realize your kids may ask for a lot of things. And some of those things you're going to be able to give them. And some of those things you're not. What they need most is Jesus. You can't force Jesus down their throat, but what you can do is present him over and over again in the way you live and the way you act and what you speak and what you say. What they need most. 
is Jesus. I don't think probably at the end of your life you're ever going to say, well, that money mom gave me back when I was 10 was the reason I'm a wealthy man today. It may have helped, don't get me wrong. But I like what he said here. My, the first thing I want people to know is that I had faith in Jesus. The most important thing I want to leave behind is a knowledge of my faith, and then that it was all because my mother led me there. That's pretty awesome, moms. What happens in individual homes will affect society. What happens in your house will affect other people. You never know when that child that lives in your house that you have the ability to influence will be able to influence many. We don't know when Billy Graham was born. I doubt that his mom thought, wow, he's, thousands and thousands of people are going to get saved because of Billy Graham. And yet, she poured into him. You don't know. And, 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 and you really have to ask yourself, you know, because we all want our kids to be successful. We all want them to make good money. We all want them to live a life that, that you know, we, they don't have to worry and all that. But in your heart, do you really desire the most important thing is that they know Jesus? Because sometimes we get confused. We do. We push so hard at certain things, and yet we've got to realize it's all about the relationship with Jesus. God states that if we were fearfully and wonderfully made in our mother's wombs, God created each one of us through our mothers. None of us came into this world without her, okay? Before we were welcomed into the world, our mothers carried us for nine sweet, nice, happy months, right? Can, can I get a witness? What, what's that head shake for? Yes. It, yes. Man, awesome. Alexa, come on, Alexis. It's being sick and wonderful. So, no. All right. So, each person sitting in here this morning, if you think it was so, each man in here this morning, if you think it was so wonderful, I want just... We're going to have a little counseling session with, with Alexis after the service. And, and we'll bring Beth over. And, and I, I can attest to some of that with Beth, especially. And she took it like a trooper. These women, you know, they get sick and they just, they do it. And they just keep going. And man, it's awesome. We all came to life because our mothers chose to go through it. Some of them, some, some are easier than others. I realize that. But some are, some are bad. And yet, when those babies come out, there's such love. And I would imagine some of you sitting in here weren't so pleasurable that, for that nine months. I mean, come on. Some of you were rascals inside the womb. I know it. But your mother loved you. In spite of any of the pain they had during pregnancy, in spite of the sickness, in spite of the sleepless nights, they loved you. It didn't matter to them that it, you caused that. They loved you. Most of us were nursed and cuddled by our mothers for many months after 
The mother just can't get away from us, can she? Because she's caring and, and you know, as, as a man, you know, I think about, I mean, I got up and I went to work and I left. You know, she was there. <laughs> you know, I got a break, right? She didn't. And that's the way it is. Even for a working mother, it's, it's, it's that constant, well, I got to think about this and I got to think about that and I got to pack a diaper bag and I got to, you know, I got to get all this stuff ready because that guy I'm married to doesn't think about this stuff, right? I never did. I never had to think about it. It's a good thing for my kids. They had their mother. Amen. And think about, think about your early learning. Who was there to guide you? Your mother. Wasn't your dad? Very seldom. Sometimes it is. Don't get me wrong. Usually it's a mother. Mother's comfort. Isaiah chapter 66, verse 13. As one whom his mother comforts, so will I comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. God was speaking to the prophet Isaiah, and he said, you know what a mother does. You know how she comforts her children. That's what I will be, God says. But he, he relates that to a mother. He relates his comforting to how a mother comforts her. Isn't that awesome? God relates his comforting to a mother's comforting. What an awesome picture that is, amen? I, I think it is, anyway. You see, this morning, there is such a long list of things that we could talk about about our mothers. I just want to read a few things here, and then I am, I'm going to open the floor here in a minute. Things our mothers taught us. My mother taught us to... Our mothers taught us to appreciate a job well done. If you're going to kill each other, do it outside. I just finished cleaning. My mother taught us, teaches us about religion. You better pray that will come out of the carpet. My mother taught us about time travel. If you don't straighten up, I'm going to knock you into the middle of next week. Mother teaches about logic because I said so. That's why. Mother teaches us about foresight. Make sure you wear clean underwear in case you're in an accident. <laughs> teaches us about irony. Keep crying and I'll give you something to cry about. Teaches us about weather. This room of yours looks like as if a tornado went through it. I really like this one. Mother teaches about the circle of life. I just heard this. Believe it or not, I just heard this yesterday or the day before. Somebody said... I brought you into this world, and I can take you out. <laughs> Believe it or not, I just heard that. I can't remember who it was that said it. Ah, was... uh, all right. Mother teaches us about anticipation. Just wait till your father gets home. Yeah. Or you're going to get it when your dad gets home. My mother taught us about roots. Shut that door behind you. You think you were born in a barn? And then the final one, mothers teach us about justice. One day you'll have kids, and I hope they turn out just like you. <laughs> Woo! That preach it, brother. 
One more thing real quick, a job description for mothers. It's a permanent job. The successful applicant must be prepared to work hard. The workplace is often a challenging and chaotic environment. Applicants must possess excellent communication and organizational skills and be willing to work variable hours, which will include evenings and weekends and frequent 24-hour shifts on call. Must be willing to be hated, at least temporarily, until someone needs money. <laughs> Must possess a physical stamina of a pack mule and to be able to go from zero to 60 miles per hour in three seconds flat in case this time the screams from the backyard are genuine and not just someone crying wolf or plane. Must be willing to be indispensable one minute and embarrassing the next. Come on, moms. Can't live with, I got to have this, mom. Get out of here. You're embarrassing me. Oh, let me see. That's right. The tenure for the rest of your life. Amen. I'm just going to ask if you have a one or two sentence. Again, this is a crazy thing to do. It may take five minutes. It may take two hours. But one or two sentences. If you have one or two sentences you want to say about your mother, I'm just going to ask you to stand up and, and say it real fast, and then we're going to close. Anybody? If you've got a mother in here and you don't say nothing, you might be in trouble when you get home. Anybody? Just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rachel. You're first. Man, okay. We'll clap for all of them at the end. It'll save us a little time. Amen. All right, somebody else, go ahead. Jared. Man, Linda. Amen. Who else? I can say whether your mom's here or not. Go ahead. Anyone else? Come on. Debbie, you're, you're on your way up. Amen. Amen. Okay, Lisa, you're next. There you go. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> All right, Annette. Yep. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. Never ever want to say anything bad about one of my mother's kids if you can hear it. 
There you go. That's a mother right there. One of the other things that I read preparing for this was a little story talked about this boy who went to school and the teacher said, if, if you sit out at the table and there were, there were seven people and six pieces of pie, how, big, how much piece of that pie would you get? And he said, we'd all get six, a sixth of it. And the teacher says, well, you're not very good at math, are you? There's seven people and six. He said, oh, no, my mom would just let us all eat the pie and she wouldn't eat a piece. You know, that's a sacrificial mother, you know, that's, right, go ahead, Tyler. <laughs> Amen. All right, anyone else? All right, go ahead, Christine. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, Tyler. Man. All right, anyone else? Don't say I didn't give you the opportunity. All right. All right, let's all stand. We're going to close. Hallelujah. Lord God, I thank you for the, the testimonies of those here this morning about their mother. I thank you for those who, who couldn't bring themselves to stand, but God, they, their heart is just filled with love for their mother this morning. And so God, as we leave this place, I thank you uh, that, that you have given us a mother who cares, that you have given us mothers who love us and protect us. And, and even, even if when we're older, our mothers still protect us and love us and care for us so much. And so, God, as we go today, I thank you for this day. I thank you for a day to celebrate our mothers. And, and God, just pray your blessing on this day. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed.